0: Welcome to At Home with Kelly and Tiffany, where naturally-minded women gather together as we pursue simplicity and confidence in health alternatives, so we can show up better in our busy lives and feel more at home in our bodies. Join your favorite home birth midwife duo for conversation, candor, and community.
1: You're at home with Kelly and Tiffany. I'm Kelly. I'm Tiffany. And today we are talking about water birth.
0: yeah we are and i just have to say also i have a crying five-year-old in the other room it has been one of those days
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we before we started recording i was like i'm sorry about that kelly because my kids are so much older i feel like we're just blazing forward and when we spend time with little kids i'm like oh you're such a little kid
0: Which is disorienting for me because my two older are like your two older kids. And then I just have this little one. And I'm like, I have to remember that you're still you you still have days like this where you're just little. But I will say my middle, who's 10 now, has her own kind of days. It's it's different, but I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't get easier. It just gets different as they get older. It's all of it is can be hard.
1: Absolutely, I would say inconvenient would be my key parenting
0: word. <laughs> Lots of sacrificial love happening. Yeah, yes, and that's that's just what it is. Yes, it is. I have those kinds of days. That is true. We, so I was going to say we know how to handle them, or like in a more socially acceptable manner. But sometimes I don't. So yeah, sometimes it's not socially acceptable. Nope. Or familially responsible.
1: Right. Yeah. Taking our bad days out on the people we love the most. Mm, As we do. You guys can hear all about that in the episode called Mood Swings for Moms or something like that. Which we recorded for ourselves. Yeah. I don't care if anyone listens to it. That was one therapeutic episode
0: for me. It was very helpful. Not going to lie.
1: So hopefully five-year-old... Crying five-year-old does not come in the room while we're recording.
0: We lock the door, so if you hear some banging or clanging, she has food and water out there. And adult supervision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: too. Uh, but she doesn't like being separated from her mommy. No, she dies, yeah. We can understand that. Okay, I wanna do a shout-out to the listeners mm. because Sometimes we do sometimes we ask you guys for stuff and you're like, yeah, but I'm driving in my car, so no. Or whatever, I'm making dinner, or I don't know what your actual reason is for not doing what we ask you to do. I'm sure they're good reason. First of all, how dare you? But last time I asked you guys to rate and review our podcast, y'all showed up.
0: So encouraging. We're so thick. For a little bit there we were like, any is any We can see that people are listening, but is anybody really listening? Do we care about this
1: anymore? Yeah. I think think when I said, please leave a review, I was like, I don't think you guys understand how this actually helps us to create more of this. So I feel like that was the nugget. And this is why. It just truly fuels the fire. When you guys say that you like what we're putting out there and you tell us specifically what it is that you like about listening to the show truly does just drive us to create more. When we took a break last year from podcasting, it was an easy thing to let go of in the sense of like, oh, here's this piece. We have to put something down. It's going to be the podcast because podcasting is not required in order to function in your life, it turns out. But when we picked it back up again, it was months after taking time off and people told us all the time when are you going to bring the podcast back when are you going to bring the podcast back and that's probably the number one reason we decided to bring the podcast back is because it was missed and so it's kind of a funny little monologue that we end up having here where we're just talking to people constantly <laughs> instead of getting feedback and so anytime we get any amount of feedback from you guys it is so helpful so send us emails send us Instagram messages write reviews, interact with us in the other spaces because it really does help us to be here in this funny little space. Yeah, it just
0: sounds like sometimes I just feel like we're like, please like love us, please write the things. But like Tip was saying, it really does matter both for us personally, but also professionally in terms of how this podcast shows up in different spaces. And so that is just a huge encouragement to us when you leave. I mean, even if you're just tapping the stars, that's great when you're writing stuff that just encourages other people who are searching around, too. So you are a part of the story of getting this information into other ladies' hands, too, when you do that, which is super cool.
1: It just comes full circle. Yeah, it does. Okay, so we have a beautiful five-star review from Bridget MPK. She says, such a great listen. I've been absolutely loving this podcast. Kelly and Tiffany do such a good job of sharing information and wisdom, but also making it fun and enjoyable to listen to. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you, Bridget. That's really sweet. Truly. Thank you for taking a moment. This is, that's what we're here for. It's a delicate balance between education and entertainment, and we don't always land it.
0: No, we don't. It's funny, like the the space on... Instagram, like on social media, there's an obvious way to do that, right? Like in terms of like you can be doing something funny yet still sharing information or doing something, whatever you can still entertain. But here in the podcast, sometimes I'm like, was that is that helpful? And then we get feedback from people who are like, gosh, like that little tidbit changed my life. I'm like, that's funny. That was a joke, like a truth. Like we were just trying to laugh and have fun, but it also was true. <laughs> so. That's fun.
1: But it's really good. And in fact, I love it that some of our friends listen because I don't listen to all my friends podcasts. I don't have time for that, unfortunately. (laughs) But our friends who have our personal numbers will text us periodically sometimes and just say like, "Okay, I'm finally switching over to natural deodorant. I've been digesting (laughs) that information for two and a half years now and I'm finally ready. Or, hey, the Holistic Dental episode, you know, is changing everything about how I look at this for my family. Mm-hmm. Those little pieces, they really matter because otherwise we don't know how well we're doing.
0: Yeah, and we're like, I don't know. Do people know this? Do they not? Are they interested in this? Are they not? And so it's definitely an encouragement for me. Sure. totally is.
1: Okay, so jumping into water birth discussion today, this is something that is like, it's such a low-hanging fruit that... I We don't even think about doing topics like this because it's just so saturated. Every single thing we do, a part of our work, it's the most normal thing ever.
0: We forget that people have a ton of questions about water birth and how it works and all of that. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. I was having a conversation with somebody today who's having a hospital birth. And she was like, I'm watching a bunch of different types of birth videos. Home birth, hospital, laying on your back, whatever. But she was like, it's really hard to find birth videos that are you know, outside of a hospital that aren't in the water, right? So she was like just talking about the, the, you know, the contrast and whatever. And it's not because every home birth happens in the water. It just so happens. I think that those are maybe the ones that get shared more or like the photos get shared more. Something about it is very easily sent out to the masses.
1: I have some theories about that. I actually do too. Can I share mine? Yeah. Okay. Probably a similar theory. Well, number one, what I thought of just when you were saying that, because I've wondered this too, because I want to tell people, I mean, people ask us all the time, so if I have my baby at home, do I do I have to have my baby in the water? And we're like, no, you're not forced to have a water birth (laughs) at home. But if that's all the images you see, you think like, is this a part of the thing? Like, Mm -hmm. is that what I have to do? And the reason that all those images are circulating, I think, is because number one, it's, it's It's a
0: prettier scene.
1: Mm -hmm. It just truly is. Yes. Everybody is cleaner.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's, you know, light sparkling off the water and nobody's on top of mom. All, you know, like she has her own space. Yes. Yes.
1: And we don't have any really close up vag shots. Yes. So there's no need to like blur out a butthole or divert your eyes from this rapidly expanding vagina if you're catching the actual birth so it's a slightly removed which makes a lot of people feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. so i think that's one of the reasons those images those are some of the reasons but what i just thought of just now while you were talking about it is the type of woman who's going to invest her time and energy and financial resource in her home birth, with all the equipment for her water birth is also probably going to invest her time and money in a birth photographer. Yeah. And so I think those pieces kind of end up going together also. Yeah. It's more photographed because the person who's in charge is creating more opportunity for it to be photographed.
0: Yeah. I think that's a super wise. I'm trying to think of the stats in my head of our clients in terms of who's hiring a birth photographer and who's also getting a it tub. It's funny. I was not one of those people. Water birth personally has never been it was somewhat of an interest for me with my second. That was my first home birth, but it was not on my real radar and I didn't get into the tub. It was blown up but I, I didn't feel like, I, well, I didn't have time, but I wasn't sad about that. And with my third birth, I was like, I don't even want to get a tub. And that's just me personally. It, but I'd seen so many and I was like, I get that it's so great. It's just not my thing.
1: Okay, so we will dive into... How do you know if water birth is right for you and all the pieces of putting water birth together? We know that you guys have a lot of questions about that. We will answer those. But before we get into it, I want to share an auditory recipe because I have not shared one of those in a long time, not because there are not many to share, but sometimes I just forget that all the different things that we like to share here and I could just go on and on on. We we could do an entire episode on some segment ideas and <laughs> no topical application whatsoever but i just taught an herbal workshop this morning for our members inside of our beautiful one midwifery membership and these these recipes that i taught our members were so simple but i'm sure it was helpful to have a video there it was like a tutorial live video that everybody got to um tune into or watch a replay of and as i was going through it we did four of these main herbal recipes we did we made a tincture together we made an oil infusion together we made some herbal pills together and we made a herbal tea infusion and i think the thing that was most surprising to the ladies who watch is how easy all of those things actually are it feels like an overwhelming thing to take on but you actually it's very simple There's very little that you need to do it and you don't I didn't even like measure anything. I just like threw it together. I just encouraged everyone to just do the same thing. I'm like, I'm I'm eyeballing this again. I'm eyeballing this again. Because if you get too technical with some of these things and there's not a real reason to be technical, right, I'm not like adding uh you know, cayenne to a
0: soup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you're not like baking cookies where if you add too much of something, like it really will wreck it, right?
1: Yes. So I want to share an auditory recipe of how to make a tincture so that you guys can listen today, hear how easy that is, and go home and practice that, go home and replicate that. So you start with a glass jar. can be any glass jar, mason jar, You can you can use a quart jar, but that is going to give you that will yield a ton of tincture, which is perfectly fine if you want to end up with a lot of it. I did a quart of echinacea this morning because now we're going into fall and winter. I know that that is my preference for immune boosting in my family. And so I know that I'm going to use a ton of it. And so I was happy to make a lot of it. Also, tinctures just last forever. So if you make a ton of something, whatever, put it on the shelf and use it up as you go along. You can use almost any herb for tincture. Echinacea, lemon balm, dandelion, anything that you find on the shelf that you see a benefit for for yourself or that you're buying for yourself. You can buy the bulk herbs. We have lots of resources on our website for that. And you can throw it in this glass jar. So you're going to fill the entire jar that you use up to like probably the neck where it starts to go into the threading. Maybe an inch below that, you're going to fill it with herbs. Don't pack them down, but just loosely fill the whole jar with herbs. And then you're going to pour 80 to 100 proof alcohol over it. And some liquor stores even carry 120 proof alcohol, which is called Everclear and you can kind of call around to the liquor stores in your area and ask if they carry it because it's a little bit hit or miss here so I imagine that's the case in other places too but even just like a Bacardi 151 or a good Tito's vodka or I mean truly any type of good clear alcohol is going to pull the herbal properties out of your herbs and throw throw that all together And in six weeks' time, you're going to have your tincture. You strain the herbs out and either, well, I would just just throw those away. And then you have the, I mean, we can reuse herbs for other things, but herb soaked in alcohol, I don't think is. uh, That's not what we're looking for here. Yeah, nobody needs that. And then you have just the liquid left over that you can either keep in a jar or pour into, you know, used and washed out tincture bottles, or you can buy tincture bottles online. Really, really simple stuff.
0: That is very, very easy. The only tinctures, which is funny because I make you know, herbal infusions all the time. The only tinctures that I've ever made are placenta tinctures. Right, which is similar. It's very, very similar. The piece of placenta, the high proof alcohol, waiting for six weeks and going about your life with it forever
1: yeah so keep it somewhere where you can see it because every few days during that six-week period you want to kind of turn it over just to keep the alcohol moving and replenish and so you don't have it all the good stuff sitting at the bottom but that is literally it that's easy yep
0: talk about an auditory recipe win thanks kelly you're welcome
1: all right now let's jump into water birth stuff we've already answered the question do i have to give birth in the water? What are some other really frequently asked questions when people are trying to digest the concept of water birth?
0: Yeah, I think I think because of the way it's often shared, usually we see like the blue blow up tubs or now the very aesthetic white blow up tubs, which I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, is that like, okay? that's cute. But like, is it necessary? And then we saw it in real life. And I was like, oh, this is this is really nice. But do you have to actually go out and get a blow-up tub like that, either rent it or purchase it yourself, or can you just use your bathtub at home? And you absolutely can use your bathtub at home, one of the, especially if it's like larger, right? Not just one of those, I don't know what you would really even call them, those like solo, the ones that my kids take a bath.
1: Yeah, if you cannot straighten your legs in your bathtub (laughs)
0: You do not have a home birth water birth bathtub. No, for sure. But yeah, if you can submerge kind of your lower half and change positions, like, right, you're going from kneeling to squatting as you desire, then absolutely you can use that. And what's really great is that it uses less water, so it takes less time to fill up. We get a little more flexibility in terms of ideal water temperature. Also, we can really easily let water go out, clean things up, add some more in. And speaking of cleaning, too, that's just going to be infinitely more easy to clean so yeah you can you can do that okay
1: while you're talking right now I'm making a list of water birth supplies for our Amazon great storefront so everything we talk about here by the time this episode is live in the show notes you will find a supply list for water birth
0: Great. Because it is, if you're putting it together yourself, we have like a few people here in our area who rent out um, birth tubs. But in doing so, they add in, right, different types of pumps and hoses and adapters for hoses and that kind of thing. So there is a bit more to think about when you are using a tub that is not your own home bathtub. With that being said, it's not so overwhelming that it'll make you stop from renting or from purchasing your own.
1: No, and especially, I mean, if you're, if you have a midwife attended birth, your midwife is most likely going to either talk you through all of that or for sure be a part of helping you set up all of those supplies, checking your supplies, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next big question that we get Can the baby take a breath underwater after they are born and before they come up from the surface? I think this idea freaks people out and quite honestly, when I was first learning about water birth, even though I had already had some information about birth, I was already like being trained as a doula or something probably when I wondered this. I'm like,
0: how does that work? And how can I be a part of something that makes me so uncomfortable, right? So, no, it it would be so crazy rare for that to happen. We don't actually even, it's not even considered a real risk for water birth. So, they're going to respond to that feeling of air kind of hitting their face before they have the reflex to actually breathe for the first time. So they're inside of you surrounded in fluid. They come out of you surrounded in fluid. And so that reflex hasn't quite been stimulated Yeah, stimulated yet until they come up from the water. Now, if you bring them up from the water and then bring them back underwater. That's not.
1: No, that <laughs> is called drowning
0: your baby. That, that is what we do not want to be doing. And so that reflex is kind of just delayed until they're brought up, which is often, I think I see the difference also in those babies, that first reflex of being born into the on land, right, into the air versus babies who are coming up from the water just tend to start out a little bit more slow. Not in a bad way whatsoever, but it's just something that I've kind of noticed. With that being said, I have seen videos of people specifically keeping their babies underwater before they bring them up a little a while and I recognize that makes me very uncomfortable
1: yeah and you know I've played around with that feeling a little bit because we don't want to be fearful of something Mm -hmm. that's not reality right and and it would be really really rare for you to for your baby to take a breath even if you're keeping your baby underwater after they've been born but quite honestly It is, that's not natural for me Uh in my brain. My brain, it would, it's similar to like if you gave birth to your baby on your bed and then you just looked at your baby crying on your bed instead of picking your baby up and Uh just embracing life together. I don't know. That's probably not the best analogy, but yeah. I agree. It is uncomfortable. And I think people should give birth to their babies underwater and then bring their babies up out of the water.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh a caveat also just because this has come up at a couple births, if you are birthing your baby in the water and plan to bring them up from the water, your entire baby's head needs to be born under the water so there have been some situations where like water isn't high enough or mom's position keeps bringing her out of the water and we try to explain you do what you need to do but if you want to want if you if you want to birth this baby in the water we you have to stay in this general area and there's been times where it's been hard for moms to to do that
1: yeah and you know sometimes we have to say well stand then stand up
0: right
1: <laughs> You can't, The crouching thing is not going to work. You have to stand up.
0: Because if your baby's head comes out in the air and then the rest of the body comes out that brings the baby underwater, that is, again, back to what we were just discussing, what we do know.
1: Yeah, and sometimes a baby who's like tangled in their cord a little bit too, moms need to get up to just give okay. us some space to untangle them, depending on how that is, because otherwise you would be putting the baby back in the water to try to untangle. So there's some situations in which the romance <laughs> a little interrupted, but that's just birth in a nutshell. Ain't that the truth? Okay, it is. We it is really clear that water bath helps with pain management. It is a huge benefit to the mom. There's a lot of research out there that supports that. Ask any, almost any woman. I would say ninety five percent of women who have experienced land birth and water birth will say that at least for the labor, maybe not the birth itself, but the labor for sure, being in the water was a enormous coping tool.
0: Yes, absolutely. That like relief, that sigh of relief that moms all, like often get when they get into the water is super sweet for us. I remember maybe it was somebody at my doula training or something like years and years ago it was, I don't know, some people call it the aquadural, like kind of idea of Oh, it's it's akin to getting some kind of edge off, right? Whether that they're they're likening it to right medication, but the idea is right, it just like takes the edge off, at least at least for a while.
1: Yeah. So, how do you know if you're someone? Because I think we can tell this ahead of time. How do you know if you're someone who is not going to like the water?
0: Well, we have had we have had clients who have come in and be like, I hate baths the water makes me uncomfortable. I remember, I forget who it was, but somebody was talking about how they don't like being wet. Yes, <laughs> but, um, I remember that too. And we were talking about it. And she was like, I just don't know. I mean, I know that's really good for pain, but I just hate being wet. And I was like, then that's probably not a good choice for you, which is acceptable. Yeah.
1: Don't plan on a water birth if you do not like being wet. Some moms really enjoy hydrotherapy in general, mm-hmm. but they get into the tub and there's something about it with the phase of labor that they're in that they can't quite get grounded. The buoyancy of the blow up tubs or not enough something to hold on to or a hard tub isn't soft enough or they can't get comfortable or something. So it's not uncommon for a mom to be like, yep, this is a thing and gets in the tub and is like, no, I hate this. i want to get out. And we're like, that's
0: fine. You can give birth on land. It is possible. And what you need to view a birth tub and just birthing in water in general as is one of the many tools that you have in your toolbox. So if you come at it like that, it can it takes the pressure off of like, well, I got this birth tub. I was supposed to give birth in the water, right? Yeah, of course, we would love to give you the experience that you're desiring. But if it's not working for you, just like if listening to the hypnobirthing affirmations, in the moment is not working for you it doesn't mean that that's a failure or that you know that wasn't a good idea or not worth it it just you just go to the next tool
1: yeah absolutely and so like it's totally okay to plan for water birth and not know if you're going to use it or not but it feels good to have that as a backup plan like okay well i have the materials it's here if i need it and it's also okay to completely forego it and use some other form of coping including being in the shower is almost comparable to the type of relief that women report that they get from the tub. So if you're birthing someplace that doesn't have a tub or you don't have the resources or you think that something about having the birth pool itself is not going to work for you, get in your shower.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And bonus points to the people who have showers or the locations that have showers that are just large enough at least to put one of those like yoga ball birth balls in. I did that so many times with clients birthing in hospitals in particular, but some people's homes and showers, right? To be able to sit there and just sit, you know, swirling your hips, but getting that same like just water feeling all over you, down back, over your belly, whatever. that's great.
1: Yeah. And I mean, showers are generally like these small, close, quiet, darkable, that's a word, darkable, darkable Uh space that not a lot of people can get into. And even we don't because we'll get our arms wet and stuff. So if you want to be by yourself and you want people to not bother you, what a perfect place to go labor.
0: Actually, that is as a as a midwife. That's actually one. I mean, and I see it for moms, too. But like as a midwife, it's one of my favorite things, I guess, about water birth is that it stops me from. It sort of provides this barrier and not that I'm so quick to be hands on or anything, but it creates this little cocoon for mom around her. Right. Where it's like it just it's just another reminder for everybody. Like this is her space, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, it keeps our hands out of things. It keeps us from knowing every single detail about what is happening on the perineum because most of the time it's not needed. So when we participate in birth thinking that we need to know and see and do every single thing it takes away from the mom's experience of really owning that herself so it's good for your attendant also to for you to you know tuck yourself away in some water somewhere yeah for sure can we listen to heart tones when the mom's in the pool or do we electrocute everyone by we electrocute that's
0: Uh, our main goal yes we absolutely can There are waterproof probes for Dopplers, and that's exactly what we use. Usually moms are like, oh, do I need to move or whatever? We're very, despite getting our, not wanting to get in showers because we're going to get our arms, Usually, we recognize we're just going to have to sometimes dig kind of far into the water and deal with that.
1: Hopefully you have a midwifery
0: partner who will roll your sleeve up a little further for you. That is nice. (laughs) It has come in handy many a time. But yes, we can. We can do the same exact type of listening that we would do online. Woo! Okay, so how would a woman know if she has room in her house for a birth tub? I mean, if you have a home, you probably have somewhere in that home that a birth tub would... They're not drastically, like, massive. And usually what ends up happening, if if the room is, generally speaking, kind of smaller, families will just furniture around to kind of hole up something in the corner and make that work so usually it's not a problem i mean unless you're like birthing in a fifth wheel or something
1: i have done birth tub in a fifth
0: wheel hey, i'm proud of you yeah it was great where like in like the living space yes at, yeah.
1: so they cleared some furniture out and they had to take really everything out of that space
0: like a but... table and whatever that yeah out in there yeah yeah
1: but There was plenty of space for the birth tub to be up for us to be able to move around most sides of it and get water in there.
0: Was like a regular size,
1: yeah, trailer type thing. Well, not trailer. So like our trailer, yeah, it's kind of small, right? Yeah, fifth wheels tend to be wider, bigger, bigger, yeah, yeah, Yeah. very cool.
0: But yes, for the most part, your birth tub is gonna fit Um, as long as you have a place, or I guess a hose that's long Mm -hmm. enough to get from your water source to the actual tub that's going to be usually the main issue of of tub placement
1: absolutely okay so what if your water breaks in labor can you still get in the tub yes yes you can can you use the tub if you're gbs positive yes yes you can is it true that getting in the tub in early labor can slow labor down
0: Unfortunately, it's also another yes. So while that's not, I'm sure there's people listening who are like, I did that and it didn't. So it's not a one size fits all answer. But in early labor, there's a bunch of different stuff that can slow labor down, right? The idea of using a birth tub should be things are like rocking and rolling and moving forward and you get into at that point where you're like, I am desperate for something else. And you get in and you feel that relief and it gives you that second wind of yes, I can do this. So that's generally speaking, timing wise, with that being said, you know, one of the main things that they recommend for like, you know, very early labor or I guess more so like prodromal labor where it's just going and going, but not really like pushing into labor would be getting a warm bath, right? And the idea is that it'll calm everything down. And so what we want to do is, yes, we want to calm everything down when you are active actively laboring to the point where it feels good to have a little bit of a edge taken off but so early your body's like oh yeah that's really nice That's just gonna lull me into some sleep for a bit
1: yeah i mean the idea is that you just want to have a baby right
0: yes and again that is one of those things that we discuss quite a bit with our clients too of like you know when they call us and they're like oh i'd like like you to come or oh here's what's going on can i get in the tub i don't want to do this too early sometimes we get in our heads. like sometimes moms get in their heads about it this must be too early last time my labor looked like this and it was forever and i got into the tub too early right but we're watching all the signs and we're like no you should get it. you just start filling that up and we'll meet you in the tub when we get there <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so it's a good thing to check in with your midwife about uh-huh. timing into the tub okay so speaking of that Last topic on water birth. How do we keep the water temperature stable?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's a part of that is timing, like we were just talking about, not filling it up too soon because obviously the longer that the water's out, the more heat that it can lose. But we just tried, we tried to heat it well as we're, you know, filling it up. And then there are some like covers and things like that to keep things. You know, contained as much as possible, but sometimes we do have to let some water out and add some more hot water in. Just that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, we just bale. Yeah, bale the
0: tub with like pots and buckets, and then add more hot water. Yep, we are not above boiling every pot of water that we can find if we need to do that.
1: Okay, do you remember the birth that we were at where the sub pub failed? And so I'm like, don't worry, I know how to siphon. Yes. But I couldn't get it to siphon either Uh because of the angle. Yes, it wasn't quite right. Yeah, I didn't have gravity working quite right. And we bailed that entire tub out
0: by hand and then had to kind of carry. Oh, yeah. No, that was that took most of the postpartum recovery time. (laughs) Yeah. And my back (laughs) killed me. We also put a submersible pump in that started smoking yeah we were looking at it and we're like that's not quite right we gotta yeah. use a different one thankfully we had eyes on it though we
1: try not to set your house on fire Good. we try not to flood your home
0: never have fled a home actually earlier this week i was talking about that on instagram because a little kid at a career day like a six-year-old asked me if birth times ever flood a house it's a legitimate
1: question. And I was like,
0: this is, I'm so glad that you asked that. And then I, I, you know, I listed it on a bunch of questions that other kids had asked. And then a ton of messages came in and they're like, wait, 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 actually answer that question because what happens if the birth tub pops or it starts leaking or whatever? And I was like, I was actually on a birth where we could see the air exiting the tub and we had to quickly get her out, put a submersible, you know, pump in get the water out as quickly as we could we put her in her home bathtub which is not where she wanted to give birth but like she still wanted the water birth so we just pivoted and thankfully we were we were chasing the air but no flood.
1: okay so we had clients in the very beginning of our practice when we were just like brand new midwives just trying to go out there and change the world and These clients had some really particular things going on. It was definitely personality, but the dad felt really uncomfortable putting the birth tub on the second story of his very modern and structurally sound home without contacting a structural engineer first. And do we and did we have any resources for that? And I was like, dude, we can I don't even know how to answer this.
0: No, no, we do not have resources for you. But he did. And he got the okay from the structural engineer. And she had a water break upstairs. Ah, oh, bless it. And the house didn't cave in. It didn't.
1: So it I did. think that there are people out there who, if they think through the pieces, they're actually like, wait, how many gallons of water is that? How much does that weigh? Is that okay? I have never heard of anybody ever having a structural issue with the.
0: Can you unmatch it? No, That's I terrible. cannot. It's awful. That's really terrible. Yeah, no, not even in very old homes have I seen any kind of issue like that.
1: If your home yeah. cannot hold that amount of weight on it.
0: You shouldn't be living on that floor. No, right, or you, you should shouldn't. Yeah.
1: No, because think about like filling a bathtub. In a second story, not as much water, but still, still heavy pieces of furniture, people, all your kids on your bed. I mean, this is all the same amount of weight, mm-hmm. right? And we got to really, we need to use our reasoning skills here. Yes, we do. But that birth also, blessedly, was the one where they covered the entire
0: floor with sticky plastic wrap. Remember, and I remember I wore shoes or I wore socks. I like to wear socks, I guess, to birth. Anyway, I was wearing socks and I was like, it wasn't, st- it didn't feel as sticky, but then I stepped in water. So then I had to take the socks off. And then I was like, literally the entire night, it was like, you know, when cats or something, like you put like little boots on cats and they're just bringing their like paws up as high as they can. Cause they're like, what is this?
1: Yeah. And we've served some interesting people. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. All right, ladies, uh, that's all we're going to cover on water birth today.
0: Hopefully, only, only like the most important details.
1: We did include some helpful things in some there. Helpful. I'm no, absolutely yeah. yep. sure. Hopefully, this feels like a viable option for comfort in your labor, pain relief, a calm birth experience element. All of that. We want that to be a consideration for you ladies. Yeah, we do. And... If you have not heard already, our membership is still open for a low monthly fee. You can jump in, check it out, get access to the herbal workshop that I talked about from earlier in this episode and so much more. The doors are still open, but the price is going to go up soon. So if you want to check it out and get in for a low price, this is your chance to hop in there and collect some really cool information, have access to us, ask us questions, get some additional education. There's just so much good stuff happening there. Yeah,
0: for sure. So we hope to see you in that space and we will definitely catch you next week. Bye.